In part seven of the laws of thanksgiving, we discuss this idea of these two antagonists. They represent the headspace of exile, and they align with Egypt and Paro. They align with exile. So now we have to go deeper and try and understand the forces of Paro. Paro is called in the language of Rav Nossin, Zuamasa Nachash means the filth of the snake. There's a piece of Svasemis that aligns beautifully with the teachings of Rav Nossin, and I want to share it with you right now. Here's the Medrash Rabba. The Medrash says on the Pasik, we just read, Hashlech Lifnei Paro Sonim. Throw your staff down in front of power and it becomes snake. The Medrus learns, Tanan, Ha'omelis Palil, a person who's standing in prayer, Afilu Melech Shoel B'Shlomo, even if a king comes and says, How you doing? Lo Yishiveno, a person shouldn't answer. Afilu Nachash, even a snake curls around your leg, you shouldn't stop. Says the Medrus, what did Hashem see to juxtapose the kingdom of Mitzrayim to a snake? Just as a snake travels in a crooked path, so too the kingdom of Egypt is crooked, corrupt. Therefore, says HaKadosh Baruch Hu to Moshe, just like a snake travels crooked, so too Paro is crooked. When he comes to be with you crooked, tell Aaron to throw down your staff against him. That's what it says. From here you are hit. You will bring the plagues and subdue Paro and Mitzrayim. Now, it's a beautiful medrash, but still we need some explanation. And therefore, the Svasemis says that the whole exile in general, and especially the exile of Egypt, which is the granddaddy of all exiles, was to clarify, to extract the holy sparks that were lost in the Tarovas, the intertwining, when Adam ate from the Eitzadas Tovarah. Everything goes back to that first day. And let us remember that the only way that Adam aligned with that tree was he aligned with the headspace of the snake. Therefore, Rav Nassim says clearly in the laws of thanksgiving, he says that Galus Mitzrayim is Nzuamas Hanachash, the filth of the snake. It all goes back to the old pattern, letting the forces of survival, the forces of Teva, take over. And therefore, it created an intertwining of good and evil. And our job as human beings, in order to get out of the head of space of exile, is to do something called Bior. Bior means clarity, to clarify, to extract, to separate. It's the whole process of learning Torah and living life of Torah, is to make this Bior. And this is the reason that Adam was expelled from the garden. It really wasn't a punishment at all. In order to get to the garden, Adam had to be taken. Adam wasn't born in Gan Eden. Hashem took Adam. And the Zohar says, where did he take him from? Well, Al-Pipshad, he took him from where he was born and put him to where he wanted him to be. But the Zohar says he took him from his Arba Yesodas, from the four prime elements that naturally have a physicality to it. And Hashem actually aligned Adam 
right from day one. He aligned him with the Garden of Eden, meaning he, he prepared him. He cre- created him without an orla. He created him without an ego. And that's the famous idea that is brought down in Nefesh Chaim, that before the sin, Adam didn't have a Yetzirah. It was outside of him. He let it in, and now it's part of us. But there was a time where Adam was clean, and that's why he was in the Garden of Eden. When he put on this garment of ego, then he was banished. It wasn't that he was punished. He just didn't align with the Garden anymore. Now, what happens is Hashem creates something called the Lahat Cher HaMesapeches. Rashi says, what is this word, Lahat? When it says about the magicians, that the magicians used Latehem. They, they went to Starbucks, they got lattes, and they, they started <laughs> making their incantations over the coffees. Rashi says on Latehem, there's no word like it in the Chumish, but we could liken it to Lahat Cherv HaMesapeches. Unbelievable. The whole idea of magicians and the snake and Mitzrayim has to go back to this thing called the revolving sword that was created as a result of Adam choosing from the fluctuating tree. That the Eitzadash Tovarah, Adam's choice, created his life situation. That's a very important rule. It's not arbitrary. What's in front of us, we create it. Take responsibility. This itself is the idea of the snake turning into a staff and the staff becoming a snake. Back and forth, back and forth. Fluctuating between being connected and being separated. Listening to the powers of survival or believing that there's a God. Because the Ratzon of Hashem, from the beginning was that man should cling to the tree of life first. That tree of life is the way of the Torah. That's called the Hanhaga Pinimius, which is aligning yourself first in, inward, inside. If it wasn't for the sin, then Teva wouldn't hold man back. What does it mean that nature wouldn't hold man back? Dealing with the physical world wouldn't be a problem. That's the secret of Yaakov. Yaakov, before he goes out into the world, he aligns with the Torah. He buries himself for 14 years. He builds up his inner power of balance. And then he goes out. And when he goes out, he can deal with Lovan, who's the snake. He's the magician. And through Adam's missing the mark with the tree of knowledge of good and evil, his, I don't even like to say the word, his punishment was that he couldn't go back to the tree of life until he first rectified the derech of Teva. Hashem's original intention was for Adam to, yes, eat from the Eitz Chaim first. But now Hashem creates something called the revolving sword. And then right afterward it says, lest he stretch his hand and take from the tree of life. This word, Yishlach Yodo, is the same word that it says in Parsha Shmos when Hashem says to Moshe, throw down the staff and it becomes a snake and Moshe runs away from the snake. The Svasemis is going to explain to us that Moshe was afraid of the snake, just like he was afraid of Dosan Vaviron and just like he's afraid of Paro. He's afraid of the snake. Because the snake is a very, very powerful, dark entity. And at this moment, Moshe is 
petrified from the snake. And Hashem says, stretch out your arm. And Reb Nossin explains, stretching out your arm is the power of choice. And that's the secret of the word mate, which means staff, which is lahatos lekan or lekan. That's the koch of Bechira. This is where our free choice lies, right here. Who are we going to align with? The tree of life and Moshe or Paro and the University of Cairo, which says work, 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 sweat, 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 money, 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 survive, survive. Does it work? Yes and no. You survive, but you're dead inside because you're not connected to the Eitz Chaim. Mikan, it says the Derech Eretz preceded Torah, meaning that today the Svasemis always says that you have to rectify the outer world now. You can't just click your heels and turn back to go home. Therefore, once again, you see this word over and over again, it's imperative that B'nai Israel go down to Mitzrayim before they receive the Torah. Why? They have to fix something called the Der Hatev. And it's within man's power to subjugate the forces of nature. And that's the idea of making a snake into a staff. Says the Svas Emes, the staff represents the end of the government, the Hanhaga of Hashem. And from that last point, it spreads out and it becomes the physical world, the world of nature. And that's the idea of the Nachash. And from this place, from this point of the snake, is where all of the physical world, kingdoms of the physical world, draw their power from. And therefore, power is called the great snake that's lurching in the Nile. He is the snake. And why? Why does he have power? Because in that realm, the holiness has left. Now, Hashem says to Moshe, stretch out your hand, because Moshe represents the power of Torah. And Hashem said, grab on to the tail of this snake, and immediately the snake, which represents crookedness, Bilbulim, being mixed up mind, becomes a mat. All of the world of physicality and nature becomes subservient to the world of inner world, the world of the will of God, the will of Torah, the divine will. And the Sitra Achra runs away. That's what it says in the beginning. The opposite, when Moshe threw down the staff and it became a snake, Moshe ran away. Then what is this idea that the side of darkness runs away? The Sitra Achra Orekes. These words come from Kigavna that we say on Erev Shabbos. That when the forces of Shabbos come to be, all of a sudden the dark side runs away. When the Malka comes, Shabbos, Bina come, the world of Tshuva come, the world of connection come. Incidentally, that the staff was created on Erev Shabbos. Because the staff is the power to push down the snake and begin the, the power of Shabbos. So the power of Moshe on Erev Shabbos takes over and it begins the inner world. Therefore, Shabbos was given to the Jewish people to subjugate all the servitude in the world, all the work in the world. When Shabbos, a person is drawn to the world of the inner world, which is the world of the tree of life, the staff of life. 
Therefore, it goes back to what we started with the Medrash. When a person stands in prayer, which is like a staff, he's connected to the forces of God's will. Then there's an, an aliyah of the world. And then the snake has no power. And therefore, even if Paro says, how's it going? Don't answer him. Even if the snake wraps around your ankle, don't worry. Because we're connected to Hashem. Have the best Shabbos ever. <laughs>